This is the show that pulls back the industry curtain. We're exploring pop culture, music icons, and food gods. It's the Jeremiah Show, and he's your radio host. And now, back from a race around the sun, Jeremiah Higgins. It's the Jeremiah Show and Evolve Entertainment. Featuring It's Radio with TV's Tim Stack. Mike Gormley presents Music Icons, The Arwen Lewis Show, and The Angel Baby Show. So the way, so let me ask you a question that's been bugging me since the very beginning. Where did the city and city pop come from? Like, where is there? Do you know what the, how that name came about? Is it just that they took Western music and then and then created the music in the city? Or I mean, that's a that's a very that's a that's a very question, question, but yeah, a question. So back in the day. In, in the in the eighties, actually, um, that's that's when Japan was the, the Japan's economy was thriving. It was in a bubble. We call it the bubble era, um, and um, it, was, it was so Japan stood as the global the globe's second largest economy and was, was poised to challenge the Western or the West uh, with its corporate supremacy and cutting edge technology. Um, the, everything was booming and city was the place where, you know, it was cool and you, you, that's where people hang out. And the artists created music for the city, uh, for the people in the city. And that's how music the pop music back in the day was became city pop i knew there had to be an easy act for but yeah it's a, it's simple um it's quite straightforward that's how city pop you know, people call it city pop because it was the music that people in the city listened to yeah and so you were starting to tell me about uh how how it's re it's being revitalized right now yeah so I'm back, and it's all to do with you know online web where people can find out, find new music, old music, rediscover, um, almost like crate digging. You know, with records, and you kind of you search. People start start searching. You get recommendations through algorithms, etc. And then, like in two, something something happened in 2017. Until then, people had forgotten really well. The international music scene had forgotten, but had not known about city pop. People in Japan, which I will go on in a minute, people still listen to city pop and created new music that then became neo city pop. But that is another story. Um, but city pop, how did so? What happened to city pop internationally in 2017? Uh, a, a, a track called Plastic Plastic Love, which was released in 1984, um, was uploaded on YouTube, and that went viral. 
it went 70 million streams and over 70 million streams and it happens that somebody in the US um, happened to upload it and that took off virally um, and that was the first time that City Pop began to become a, a, a revival uh, in the Western world so it's interesting that what the what the Western world created that influenced the Japanese is now coming back to the Western world with a, with a new type of you know, a new generation, new listeners, musicians rediscovering what was created in the in the seventies and the eighties. Would it be similar to sampling in a way, or is it deeper than that? So it's you know because it's been used on TikTok. It's on YouTube. They use the masters as well as sampling. And interesting in what you just mentioned, um, you know, four-time Grammy winner, The Weeknd, on his song, Out of Time, which was released last year, sampled a city pop song called Midnight Pretenders by Tomoko Aran, which was released in 1983. How the hell did he find that out? I have no idea. But... The intro is is definitely that song. Mm-hmm. So it'd be good if you can if we can play that and even compare um, what Tomoko Aaron, the midnight uh, the, the song by Tomoko Aaron called "The Midnight Pretenders," which was released in 1983, influence the weekend. Yeah, we're actually going to play that coming up right here in, in a moment. Here, are, are you still there? Yep, I'm here. We're having unstable internet. I apologize, Kimmy. Uh, okay. You're in Los Angeles. I'm in Santa Barbara, and got some. There must be a storm coming in here. <laughs> but yeah, we're gonna play that here in just a moment. I'm gonna compare and contrast those. You sent those to me, and and I really I, I loved it. I played them next to each other, and I see what you mean. It's they're really great, good examples um, of of city pop. Why do you love city pop? Is this uh, you obviously have a passion for it, and for the artists. Is there something in particular that you really love about it with your, your, you've got an ear for music, obviously. I mean, look at the, the talent that you've helped along the way and helped develop and, and, uh, and picked out. So what's it, what is it about city pop that you love so much? Um, the, I think, well, it's uh, in one word, I'd say nostalgic. Um, it, it's remembrance, it's, um, memories. It's it, it, and it feels like you live through that, you know. Um, when you listen to the music, I love listening to to oldies. I and not just oldies, music from the seventies, eighties. Um, it just just it gives you that nostalgic feeling, even if you had not listened to that music back in the day. It for some reason it has that that aesthetics that aesthetics that um makes you feel that you're back in time and kind of takes you back when you were young so would that, that be uh and but isn't that the best part about music isn't it that it yeah. takes you back to when you're young or where you're when you were in school or when you were with some friends that, or you know your parents growing up all those different songs out there that have that nostalgia attached to them that instantly better than a photograph bring you right back to where you were at that moment and and i love that about music um so 
we're actually going to go to take a break right now and, and listen to do you think if if i'm listening to music new music right now and i'm trying to identify or i'm just enjoying it but then are there certain like could you give out two or three city pop uh you know things that make uh, quote unquote rules of city pop that i could go oh that's a that's city pop that's that's what we talked about on the show is are there ways to identify city pop i think with city pop it tends to use synthesizers okay so it's like that 80s vibe of okay. uh, the synthesizer the synthetic sound um that's not necessarily live live instruments which is quite typical typical for i would say um a city pop music um, but yeah that would be one of the key features i would say for a city pop song okay great we're gonna i mean we're actually gonna play um the midnight pretenders and then we're gonna compare that with the weekend at a time which you uh you'd mentioned somehow the weekend found it and incorporated into his song this is city pop that we're that we're talking about and we've got this is a new show that we're doing kimmy kato is your host and i'm uh his co-host he's taken us on a journey through his you know through his eyes through his unique perspective through his ears and uh into the world of not only tokyo cities of tokyo but into japan and asia and really helping us uh kind of see it in a new way see it the way he does and learn a little something on the way too i i love it pop culture fashion music um this is my favorite kind of conversation and we couldn't have anybody better in the world than kimmy kato he is the founder and ceo of project asteri it's a boutique artist management a label service company in los angeles and he's launched successful international artists uh taylor swift jack johnson ariana grande black eyed peas many many more to have your input your uh, perspective kimmy is just uh so so great and we'll be right back but before we take you to break you're going to hear again midnight pretenders and the artist again was amoko aaron okay and the weekend at a time so what what do you want them to hear when you're when they're listening to these two back to back kimmy so tomorrow so you know tomorrow around midnight pretenders is is a mu music that was recorded in night and released in 1983 so time has stopped it stopped at that moment when they finished recording it and it was released now when you listen to the weekend it's brand new song right it's it was released 2020 it was released in the 21st century mm -hmm. it's amazing how the weekend has incorporated and kind of revived it to something brand new and it still hasn't lost that feel which is something amazing about music because you can use something like back 30 years ago and still create something that's that's totally new so you know music i will always say is timeless all right here we go enjoy and uh check out kimmy kato you can go to projectasteri.com project a-s-t-e-r-i.com we'll be right back 
touch that dial. Because like the song says, you are out of time. You're almost there, but don't panic. There's still more music to come before you're completely engulfed in the blissful embrace of that little light you see in the distance. Soon you'll be healed, forgiven, and refreshed, free from all trauma, pain, guilt, and shame. You may even forget your own name. But before you dwell in that house forever, here's 30 minutes of easy listening. On 103.5, Don FM. Like to watch? Subscribe to The Jeremiah Show on YouTube. Kimikato Show with me, Jeremiah. I'm co-hosting it, and we're learning about city pop right now. What did we just come in with, Kimmy? How do we? <laughs> we're having little technical difficulties. That's fun, though. I love a challenge. What we came in just now with Happy End. Do you want to tell us about oh, that? Right. Yeah. Yes. So Happy End is a band, one of the pioneers of city pop genre. And you know, um, sorry, where am I? Let me find it. Sorry, just need to find out. Yeah, it's pretty. I love it. It's got a good, good, good fun beat. Yeah. So, um, I mean, oh yeah. So you were talking about earlier about the um in the eighties when this really started, right? And the Japanese economy was rivaling the U.S. and um and and so there was a lot of purchasing there was just a lot of buying power there was a lot of fashion and good food and wine and all those great things and city pop was like the top of the charts basically right really kind of uh, and also emphasized that that spirit that was there at that time yes that's absolutely right um so because the economy is thriving everybody's going out everybody's having fun everyone's earning money you know everyone's spending money and you know everything was just upwards um obviously that doesn't last that long but you know um it was that time when city pop was was going through and but also seeing the end of that too so there's that there's always that nostalgic feeling but happy end was a was a band it, it was a japanese folk rock band originally um they were active from like 69 till 72 and the artists were haromi hosono which became to who then led ymo um so oh sorry it keeps buzzing you're a busy guy, man. Oh, no. <laughs> that's, that's a big artist wanting your attention, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, no. Hold on. <laughs> Can I put, I'll switch this off. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, so they're, they're, the, the music that they were creating um, was a pioneer sound regarded as 
avant-garde at that time. No, um, it was they were considered amongst the most influential artists in Japanese music. And really? happy end, right? This ah, is happy end. The end. Yep. For yeah, in Japanese, you could happy end. Um, and I wanted to introduce one of the one of the most famous song from them. Is that the one that we just came in with? So I wanted to introduce one of the famous songs by Happy End uh, called Kaze o Atsumete, meaning gathering the wind. Mm. I like that. So this is one of the most popular bands in this movie. Back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Back in the, back in the day. Where are they now? They So everybody's doing different things. Um, Harumi um, went on to do YMO and um, with um, Ryuichi Sakamoto. Um, you know, uh, he's now doing solo stuff. Um, but yeah. So, so then where does Right on Time, where does this band, that's the the title. Um, I thought this um, by a household name in Japan. Tatsuro Yamashita. He's a Japanese singer-songwriter, record producer, uh, who is known for pioneering city pop style of music. Um, his most well-known song is is, is called uh, Christmas Eve, which I was hoping to play during the Christmas time. But um, it's one of the best-selling single released in Japan in the 80s and still appearing on the Japanese single chart for over 35 consecutive years. It's almost wow. like Mariah really? Carey, you know, um, all I want for Christmas is you. you know, it's, <laughs> it just comes back every year and it's sort of right after Thanksgiving, right? <laughs> Which is why he's, you know, he is one of the most famous singer-songwriter in Japan. But today I wanted to introduce uh, uh, another song called Right on Time by Tatsuro Yamashita. Okay, so we're going to listen to that right now, and we'll be right back. This is the Kimikato Show, and I'm his co-host. He's taking over and bringing us uh, really great music and artists that uh, from Japan. Maybe you know of them. Maybe you're learning about them for the first time like I am. We couldn't have a better teacher and a better DJ, Kimikato, music executive, founder, and CEO of Project Asteri. Go to projectasteri.com during the break as you're listening to the City Pop and enjoy. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. up will you there is a lot going on here subscribe and always be in the no crowd
Welcome back to the Kimmy Kato Show. Uh, I'm Kimmy's co-host on on this show. It's a fascinating look at all music, pop culture, art, um, food, everything to do with Japan and the culture. But today we're talking about music, and we're talking about specifically with Kimmy. Um, he's talking about city pop. Kimmy, go. I'm going to turn it over to you. This is an incredible conversation. So, you know, we just talked about how City Pop became popular um, back in the 70s and late 70s and 80s. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, I wasn't going to talk about City Pop just to reminisce, you know, the 70s and how great the 70s and the 80s were, uh -huh. even though it was. Um, Why were they so great for you? Well, you know, everything was just, everything was colorful <laughs> for me anyways growing up. Um, you know, I didn't have to worry about anything because I was a kid um, and everything, you know, you, you saw futures um, that was bright colors and excitement and, and everything was, everything was just exciting back then. And I'm not saying that um, I'm not excited about now and the future. I am very excited about now and the future, which is why I'm on a show with you and I am really looking forward to what this show is going to become in the future. Well, yeah, and I get it. I get that, that feeling when you're a kid at that age. I mean, we're probably similar to the same age and that, that feeling of like the whole world is yours to explore, right? Yeah. Colorful, I can, the colors are popping. You know, remember the, the show called um, The Wonder Years? Uh-huh. Yeah, it was like that. You, yeah. know, you know, you watch that show and you go, yeah, that was me, you know. Uh, or even even go, well, I wish that was me. <laughs> um, you know, we had the creator on a couple shows ago, and he was. Uh, they rebooted that. You know, they did a new one, and they. I apparently it's really amazing. I haven't watched it. Have you? Oh wow, yeah. So you know, I was a guy that wanted to be Kevin. <laughs> um, anyways, so 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 I'm sad. Yeah, I wanted to chat about. Well, why is city pop? And why am I talking about city? So. This is the music that was very popular in the late 70s and 80s. And, you know, um, I mentioned about back then, you know, Japan stood as the, world, the world's second biggest economy and, and, and everybody, the most Japanese young kids were, were enjoying the affluent lifestyle and, and you know, the, the rise of, of consumer society. Um, and people, you know, back in the day, uh, you, you know, we, we saw movies in the 80s where high school or college students would be picking up their dates in, in their own cars and like, you know, um, back in the future, uh, back to the future, sorry. So, well, that, that kind of thing was happening in Japan and in the 80s. And as our society became more westernized, city pop artists quickly leaped into mainstream. and. And then what happened? And then I'm talking about why now? So there's this song called Plastic Love, sung by one of the biggest pop singer in Japan, singers in Japan called Maria Takeuchi. This song was actually released in 1984. It wasn't that popular when it was originally released, but then suddenly found itself streaming over 70 million times after it was just uploaded online and with the boost and, and boosted by a YouTube recommendation algorithm. So how good is that right now, Kimmy? Because you're in this business. How good is that? That many. I mean, that's just like that perspective. 
Well, that's like digging gold and then back in the 80s and then, oh, sorry, burying gold back in the 80s and then redigging it and finding the gold. Now, something that's just gone crazy because a, a geyser you know, of oil. Yeah. Yes, it was, gold. yes, oil. Yes. It's almost like, well, because, you know, there wasn't streaming back in the day. So if it's streaming 70 million times now, it's, the, it's streaming now. And it's not us that's listening. It's the younger generation, the new generation that's bringing this back to, to, to this time. And I think um, that was one of the first uh, blimp that, that got City Pop kind of noticed in the Western kind of music or the global music industry, uh, in the music industry world. And um, through that, then in 2020, the song we played on, on our last show, Mayonaka no Door, Stay With Me by Yumiki Matsubara, a song that was released in 1979, shot to number one on Spotify, viral charts, and spread like wildfire through TikTok meets. So it was the internet that's making this whole thing this phenomenon happened, which is, I think it's completely amazing because how exciting is that for you? And in, in the, I mean, describe what you really do for me, if you wouldn't mind for the listeners that are still getting to know you a little bit, but you know, in a sentence, what do you do and how is it? Cause I know what you, I think I know what you do. I help uh, become stars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Star maker. But how do you, right. uh, Oh boy. Yeah. Am I frozen? <laughs> no, um, you you are, but not the screen, uh, not the voice. No audio. Great. Well, uh, so so, how excited are you? You're a star maker for musicians and artists. Um, how excited are you that the internet now you you can revitalize a career or take it to a whole different level? Well, the the, the good thing is, I don't have to do it. You know, people do it for us, so that's that's great. Um. The internet takes an artist from a bedroom to the world. And that's yeah. exactly what's happening right now. Um, this is a lot of artists that have don't have to have uh, a record deal. You know, they don't have to sign to a major to become a, a, an international phenomenon. I've, especially during, uh, after and during the pandemic, I've seen a few artists definitely and I'm actually currently working with an, um, an artist called Jake, um, spelled J-P-K-E. He's from Rhode Island. He was a singer-songwriter, but you know, he was a singer-songwriter, very talented, but nobody really knew him until during the pandemic. He just put something on TikTok with his mom, who is a music teacher that went viral. He's now you know, one of the top singer-songwriters of this age, you know, of his age and and his generation, just within a couple of years, you know, a few. I would say a couple of years, but few years. And how does that compare to when you first got started out in the music business versus now? Uh, how does that compare to you to to the to what you would have to do in management and music uh, development and creative? Uh, right. So nowadays, you know, artists themselves can produce their own music and release their own music and be their fans by themselves, right? 
Uh, yeah, find their fans and their audience. Yep, yep. Overnight, Back, obviously, you couldn't do that. You know, you had to. You had to have a record deal. You to get your music out. You had to have a record, and you couldn't print your record at home. So you had to have a record deal. You had to have. Uh, uh, you had to have an A and R person guide you through recording uh, your your music, create your music, unless you wanted to be indie. But that was challenging too. So. But nowadays, you can be indie and be a global superstar. That is what's definitely changed through the internet and has helped artists. But I would say um, it has also created a, a, a specific segmentation into what kind, what kind of artist traits you need to become a superstar at this age, current age compared to, say, 20 years ago. Because Has it caused you to rethink the business and I have to rethink the business? Or? Absolutely. Yeah, we all had to. We all had to go through the, um, a, a very challenging time where people weren't buying CDs anymore. You know, cassette. I mean, we were, we were going through cassette tapes, like <laughs> cassette tapes, vinyl. Um, you, would down, you wouldn't download. There wasn't a word called, word called um down. You you kind of recorded your vinyl onto a cassette tape so that you can use it on your you can listen to your music on your Walkman because you couldn't carry a vinyl with you. But nowadays you have this little device where thousands of songs are are, 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 are is on it and you don't even have to own it. Yeah. Um, so that's uh, that was a, a challenge in the music, definitely a challenge and a big challenge in the music industry where. Uh, um, maybe I would say, like, say, two thousand seven, two thousand eight. We were we were trying to fight piracy. That, yeah, right. And now, like you said, you can you don't even have to own the albums. Anybody you want to find, anybody yes. you want to listen to, you can find yeah. and, and listen to it pretty much for free. Yeah. So, so we had to embrace that. Um, you know, with the record labels, with us, we all had to invest in artists. So we had to find ways of of generating a return from the investment but that wasn't that model actually kind of shattered into pieces almost so um but still um record labels so you know people even thought that record labels would go away we wouldn't need record labels anymore but actually you do because you still need professional guidance it's, you know you still need to understand the business and if you're up and coming new talent you have no idea on that front so you definitely need that support and um, record labels tend to be able to help from creation of the music to the distribution and the marketing and PR so that the music actually gets to the, the, the listeners that would eventually become your fan. But what, one of the things you're, oh, yes. sorry. sorry. No, just, go ahead. <laughs> oh, so, so, but you know, but the biggest difference now is that, the artists could do that themselves, which is which has created so much freedom to the artist, um, which I am a true believer of. And if you are capable, so but one 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 thing that I, it is concern or a concern is that um, the the artist that has musical talent and also are capable of of navigating through the social media have. Now a better chance of be, becoming successful, 
rather than back in the day where you if even if you didn't know how to navigate yourself in the social media if you had the right record label and the right team you, your music could become a hit so say if you're in a music if you're a musical talent a music artist music musician artist you have tremendous talent but you absolutely had no idea how to sell yourself on the social media or how to navigate and create fan base you're going nowhere um, unless a record label finds you and that is also now diff difficult because most of the record labels look at you as um and i wouldn't say this in a bad way um you know how much followers you have or how many listeners you've got um not entirely because of what you create um so that's that's changed but it's all changing it's always changing one of the i mean what, what the conversation where we started here with city pop there's also uh, the revitalization and the resurgence and the awareness of city pop one of your favorite types of uh, of music right. genres that they're just come back from the 70s 80s and now is seeing this new a whole new audience has discovered it um so there's also that side you know it's positive in a way that's yes. because of the internet it, it opens up a world to to younger people that weren't living in that time but now can experience and then and then as artists take that and sample it right and and create that as well right. so I, right i think i think it seems like um even the top global superstars are kind of looking at city pop as something avant-garde cool you know um something different from i mean because every creators are always looking for something new when they look for something new they actually dig in to something old <laughs> and, br oh. and bring it back to this life so that it actually looks new and sounds new um yeah so i you know we talked about the weekend um you know, uh, sampling uh, a Tomokwarai Aaron song, um, but I have also another one, Harry Styles. You know Harry Styles, mm -hmm. uh, Harry's house from that was you know, last year. You know, awarded plenty of acclaim, even winning the album of the year at the Grammys. But you know, I don't think many people realize that Harry Styles also took his inspiration from. Japanese pop album that was really uh, that was released you know, five decades ago, um, and Crazy. it was from Haro Haromi uh, Hosono, the band that I was going to introduce, the Happy End. Right, so Har Har Haromi Hosono has a has an album called uh, Hosono House, and Harry Styles is Harry's house. Uh, now, okay. Maybe I'm taking it too far, but no. But you really need. It's actually very interesting uh, because you really you almost need. If you're a real music fan, you like you are, you know where it's come from, and you can hear it. And then, I love those kind of facts. I don't know. I, I love to know the layers of the music and and what who's been inspired by what. I think that's very. Right. I, I don't think it's taken too far at all. Well, we do have to take a break, Kimmy, real quick. Right. Um, we're gonna go with stay tuned. Go out with stay tuned. Um, you want to tell us uh, about much about this band? Yeah, so so just just quickly on Harry Styles. You know, he actually tweeted um in March 29th this year, 2023. Harry went to Hosono House. And he said Harry at Hosono House in Japan. That's so interesting because he released 
Paris. Not many people knew what he was talking about, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Obviously, Fan yeah. wouldn't know, but people who knew Hosono House or know Haromi Hosono, that's the guy. You know, that's the guy that's literally is one of the legends of Japan in the Japanese music um, who, who molded and created what, what it is now, you know, the beginning of the pioneer of City Bob. Um, and I think, I think, you know, I would, I wouldn't say Harry Styles was completely influenced by Haro Mikosono, but definitely some hint there. I mean, he got some of his hint there, you know, um, so that's, that's one thing. And then, so this, the next song I wanted to introduce was The Happy End, um, one of the pioneers of city pop genre. All right. Well, let's listen and we'll take a break right now. We'll come right back. My, uh, If you're just joining us now, Kimi Kato's my co-host. We're doing a show every, th- every Thursday. We are going to take a couple weeks off here in December, but we'll be back for sure at the end of December, January. And uh, Kimmy is a music executive. He's a founder and the CEO of Project Asteri. He has, uh, it's a boutique artist management and label service. And they help artists like you listening that uh, to, to expand, to develop and um, expand and, and, and be heard internationally. Also develop your brand uh, here in the United States. We're talking about Japan. I mean, that's specifically what we're talking about on the show and, and uh, premiering Japanese artists that you may not have heard of and different music genres and styles that are influenced both in Japan and in the United States with some of you, the biggest music artists in the world. It's really a great show. And I hope you guys turn in, tune into it every Thursday. Um, we will be right back. I'm calling this the Kimi Kato show with me as a co-host, Jeremiah. We'll be right back. seven every time by advertising on the jeremiah show and get your message out on seven shows we're always on the radio
Before the next great song plays, let's pause to consider all the people who work tirelessly to bring us the music we love. Music Cares is music's leading national charity that provides a safety net of support and crisis relief for the music community. Everyone from musicians to tour managers, sound engineers to designers can rely on Music Cares to provide emergency financial assistance and essential resources in times of need. Find out how you can help at musiccares.org. That's M-U-S-I-C-A-R-E-S dot org. Welcome back. If you're just joining us, I'm with uh, Kimmy Kato. Kimmy Kato, founder of Project Asteri, projectasteri.com. Go check it out. And just some incredible artists that you have on your um, on your label there, or your under your management at the boutique management firm there at Project. Asteri. I I really feel like I've learned a lot about city pop, and I'm just curious from your position in the music industry, uh, where do you think it's going? I think yeah. I think city pop will still continue to to be something spicy, something avant-garde, um, cool. Uh, I think people will still continue to incorporate it in their music, um, which is I think is, it it enables artists to become more diversified. Uh, I think it's great, and it it. You know, it, it it will still have that, it will still keep that nostalgic um, feeling. But um, in what's happening in Japan is that people, uh, the young artists that have been inf- influenced by city pop, uh, they are crea- actually creating their own city pop. And now they're calling themselves the, the neo city pop um, and of the 21st century, right? So yeah. there's a new genre in Japan created by these artists who were influenced by city pop and artists like Satchmos, Bondi, Nalborich, and I wanted to play uh, Nalborich to you again. And, um, well, I played this song last week, but Nalborich is a, is a band um, produced by the leader of the band called JQ. Um, they've been around for a few years, but um, they've, they've, you know, they tour extensively. The best way for me to explain JQ is, is like Jamiroquai. And um, so that's how they operate. They have various musicians coming, going in and out. And their music, they call themselves city pop. Um, they have that funk, 
They have、uh, rock, soft rock, some electronic, soul, jazz style incorporated in their music.、Uh, very catchy, smooth vocals. And they, had, they just released a new song、um, featuring Benny Sings. And it, the song's called Just a Game featuring Benny Sings. Yeah, and we're going to play that now. Well, that's a great way to wrap it up. And I love this song, actually.、Uh, you're going to enjoy it. Melba Rich, Just a Game featuring Benny Sings. Kimi、uh, Kato, we're going to be doing a lot of shows together every Thursday and exploring the Japanese culture, the music, pop culture, art, food.、Um, I'm going to ask a lot of. What may seem as like stupid questions, but I want to know. And I'm so fascinated by,、uh, by, by all of this. It's, it's been a really good hour hanging with you again, my friend. And、uh, likewise, our next show. Me too. Thank you so much. All right. Kimi Kato. And check out more about what Kimi Kato does at Project Asteri. He's the founder and the CEO. You can go to projectasteri.com. And Without further ado, here is Noble Rich, Just a Game, featuring Benny Sings. Have a great day, everybody.
stop the crying in the rain Maybe it's just a game Maybe it's just a game Come on now, baby Baby, stop the crying in the rain Maybe it's all a test now Maybe it's just a game Maybe it's just a game Maybe it's just a game This is comedian Maz Jobrani, and you are listening to The Jeremiah Show. Listen, man. Did you like our soundtrack? Find all of our soundtracks on Spotify. The Jeremiah Show. Look for the black label. As always, a big thanks to our station manager, Les Carroll, for letting us on the air at all. Listeners, we appreciate you and want to hear from you. Please send us your ideas at jeremiah at thejeremiahshow.com or on Messenger, on Facebook, or Instagram. The Jeremiah Show is produced by executive producer Jeremiah Higgins and me, your announcer, Tony Kelly. Communicate, listen more, and evolve. My name's Danny Trejo. Jeremiah, your love, Holmes. You're so cool. You're so cool. You're so cool. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.